I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Sanspants Radio. Sign up today to become a dildo intern at Sexyland. Welcome back to How Goods Footy, a weekly AFL podcast where we ask the most important sporting question of all. I'm Carney. I'm Tom. And I'm Dusha. And we're joined by special guest Gemma, who is back after appearing a couple of weeks ago. Welcome back. back. Thank you. Yeah, you're a great guest. So, like, it's rare to have like a guest back so quickly, but we need you're in high demand. I think that yeah, I just happen to be around. So, <laughs> no, don't I- don't sell yourself <laughs> like that. <laughs> <laughs> we actually had a few emails. I might have to go back and that were like Gemma was great. So. Welcome back. I love comments. Except for that one that was like, fuck Tom, Jim is better. No. <laughs> I think that was me. Oh. <laughs> okay. Welcome to I'm 2019. Not. How good's footy? Here we go, here we go, here we go. Guys, it's getting close. Less than a month. Yeah. Yeah. Less than a month. I'm fucking excited. Could <laughs> <clears throat> not tell. No, no. I mean, like, and also because, like, the end of 2018 was really, really free of football for you as you didn't even bother to show up to recording. I was busy. Uh, doing unfootball-related things, which, frankly, yeah. is unacceptable. No, no, no. no. They were, they were football-related. Yeah, I mean, you haven't been, like, busy... With footy for a while, because Geelong didn't show up for the finals. <laughs> they didn't really about- show up for the whole year. Yeah, I, mm, yeah, definitely didn't live up to their potential. But then also, he didn't show up to finals. And then when he did, he tried to barrack for the wrong team. Which, look, it's a new year, but I have not forgotten. <laughs> and I never will forget. That's <laughs> oh, true. It's true. Look, even my dad was a little bit sad <laughs> that I nearly... He was like, Travis Varco, I get everything else. No, Tom. He, I raised you better than this. Did he pull you aside and just crack the shits? Basically, you tried to convince. <laughs> you tried to convince people, not just in Australia but all over the world, to go all for right, Collingwood. All right, fucking high horse boy, who was uh, very much on the team no, with me. I would never. You were close. Support Collingwood. I fucking nearly got you. No, you didn't. I nearly did. Uh, nah. Let's just quick a poll around the room. When it comes to April twenty fifth, who are we going to be barracking for that day? Uh, so I, I mean, Essendon v Collingwood. So I'll be breaking for Essendon. Biggest non-finals game of the year. Yep. Uh, Sean, who will you be following that day? Uh, Essendon. Yeah. Um, Gemma? Oh, no. Don't do this to me. <laughs> oh, no. Yes. Do it. I really like Collingwood. No. <laughs> Get out of here. Vindication. 
That's three overwhelming Essendon votes. <laughs> and yep. Tom? Uh, probably Essendon, because I'll be with you. Probably. probably. Wait, because you'll be with me. Yeah. I'm a good boy looking out for my mates. But if I wasn't there? Are you a Collingwood fan behind closed doors? When no. you're When you're sitting at home watching on the TV... No, I'm not. Like, I'm actually not. I can't stand Eddie Maguire. There are a lot of Collingwood players who are, like, just dickheads. Mm -hmm. But, but. Dane Beams. Yes, TC of the year. Uh, But. Of our lifetime. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I like Travis Varco a lot. I really like Mason Cox. How can Uh, you not? He's fucking amazing. Also, Jaden Stevenson, amazing. Uh, Yeah. I like Mason Cox better. Mason Cox is great because he doesn't understand 90% of Australian sports. Him this year during the cricket has been fantastic. When Tim Payne was caught like singing the Collingwood theme song out on the cricket pitch. No, no, the stump might picked him up whistling. Good old Collingwood forever. Anyway, Mason Cox was like, I don't know who you are, Tim Payne. I don't understand the sport you play, but you can come play for Collingwood if you like. <laughs> I was like, I'm fucking here for this. I love you, Coxie. Oh, it's big Do you man. also support the fact that you just like... Like go, goes looking for free kicks all of a sudden. I mean, he's a bit of a Ben Brown. Yeah, <laughs> I love, but ben he's American. I, but I think Ge- I, Geelong are the worst team for looking for free kicks Ooh. across the board. I don't think we are though. I think. No, I think you definitely are. But no, I think statistically we're not free kicks. You don't Geelong. necessarily get them all, but you look for them all. So the time. not only do you go for them, you're not even good enough actors to get them. Fuck! I'm so glad I come back to this show. <laughs> How long have we been going forward? Like five minutes less. Last time, good, mm. great. I've been like for people who respect me. This is good. <laughs> oh. All right. Look, 2018's done and dusted, Tom. Yes. Happy to leave it in the past, regardless of how many indiscretions you had. One. A big one. Yeah. I got sucked into. I got sucked in by the, the stripes. By- stripes! Ah! Ed- Eddie <laughs> Maguire? Yeah, I know. I don't know why you listen. But Buckley, like, you know... Yeah, no, nah, you're right. Uh, you couldn't see that because well, this is an audio medium, but there was a big thumbs down from me. Fuck Buckley. Crimes against football. You just gave me the <laughs> finger. Yeah. yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> I tried. All right. Like I said, all right. Now all of our 2018 gripes, they're done and dusted, Sean. Yep. Gemma, we have to leave them in the past. Tom, you are forgiven. Oh, thanks. Until you fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> so about 20 minutes into this episode. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Guys, I've been thinking. I think I love Collingwood, Tom, in 20 minutes from now. I'm not going to do that. You'll have a tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll have a tattoo. <laughs> uh, just got a, just Mason Cox's face on my chest. <laughs> Actually, I've got a tattoo of Mason Cox's dad. That man is a champion. He was good quality. He was great. His whole family are fantastic. So, Tom, is Mason Cox one of your highlights of the year? Uh, he actually is. Do you know what was fucking awesome? That Richmond, Richmond game. Richmond game? Yeah. His, his third quarter burst. Because he made Rance look like a fucking idiot That's too. That's my favourite thing about football. <laughs> <laughs> when Rance gets made to look dumb. Yes. Uh, I also love when Bruce gets excited. Bruce. Because mm. he, he had a lull where Cyril was gone. Yep. And he needed something in his life. And Mason Cox filled that hole. Cyril void. So guys, before we get into that. And actually, you're going down the right path for today's topic. So, even though I did just say that 2018 is in the past and we forgive you, Tom, today we're going to We be don't re- forgive you. <laughs> we're going to be reflecting on 2018 and the best moments in the AFL. So, not a lot has happened if you take the break. Uh, and we're, we're back from that now. Uh, the AFL- There was a huge announcement, Dusha. 
Oh, yeah, sorry. We're, we're talking we're, about the, the big announcement, Gus. The, uh, the announcement of the official AFLX team names, logos, and captains, yep. I guess. Yep. Is it yep. still sponsored by Zupa Duper? I will be disappointed if it's not. Mm-hmm. Zupa Duper and Acrobats, that's what I need in my footy. Is it still sponsored? Is it a silver footy still? I have no fucking idea. All I know is it wasn't team- a silver footy after the first game last time. Really? Because they couldn't see the ball. <laughs> they had a still. Oh, Geelong was in the- Geelong and Melbourne, and those guys played. I think in the first. The first game had it, and then the rest of the games that night changed it, and they didn't use it again. Fuck, that's very funny. I was paying attention. <laughs> I remember the best thing about the first thing of AFLX is when James H for Collingwood played well in the first game and they interviewed him afterwards and they're like, oh, you're pretty good at AFLX, you know, trying to do the thing that the media were there to do, which was to talk it up. And Ace, you could tell, is young enough that he hasn't had a lot of media training, but also looked terrified that he was going to have to play AFLX forever (laughs) and was like, immediately went, oh, no, I wouldn't want to play this all the time. (laughs) And then realized his knee-jerk reaction was not what they were after and was like, Oh, but it's um, but it's fun, and uh, you know, it was uh, it was good. But you know, like I, I did for the longer one. His voice just kept getting higher. I felt so bad for the guy. It was very good though. <laughs> so, speaking about feeling bad for the guy, I feel bad for anyone of these four captains who have been placed in the worst sporting names, maybe in the history of sport. So we've got Patrick Dangerfield, who will be captaining the Bolts, but because so. Each name is named after like something that that player embodies. Apparently, so Bolt is because he's quick, but like Nat Fife will be captaining the Flyers. Dragon, they let them come up with their own names. No. Jack Rewalt will be captaining the Rampage, and this is the one that <laughs> makes me so uncomfortable and is so bad. Eddie Betts will be captaining the Deadlies. Yep, this is no good. This is. Embarrassing. The AFL needs to look at this and be like, look, we've got this terrible idea that we're throwing so much money into. Let's put the money into our good ideas, AFLW. So, yes. However, if they just took the money that they're putting into AFLX and didn't put as much money into it and just use the money that they have for other shit and still like, hey, guys, we're going to do a carnival of footy at some point in the summer because fuck cricket. I can get behind that, right? I can get behind AFLX as just like a thing where they have it all. Because I'm all for more footy. If you're going to just give me more footy in a different format, I'm okay with that. It's a bit like when the Big Bash started for the cricket and people were like, what the fuck is this? It's now fucking great to watch. I, I'd be okay with that if they then funded the AFLW better and actually gave them a full season. I'd be okay with that. But it's the fact that it's like being done dumb. Because I, I, I could get behind these dumb teams maybe. The carnival of footy just reminded me of our festival of footy idea, which oh. was inspired by the NRL. <laughs> <sighs> That's the fucking most. Ima- Did you hear about this? Yeah. Did you hear about it from us? Yeah. <laughs> oh, what a what a concept! Hey, Gil, do that instead. That's what AFLX should be. That's what AFLX should be. AFLX should just be past players. Yeah. No, no but, but no, no, no. Love to play that. He would. That's yeah. Like- but I also I also like the idea of seeing like just like a team that has. Dangerfield and, I don't know, Josh Kennedy on it. Which Josh Kennedy? Both. <laughs> but then, when, like, when do you do it? Preseason's not the time to do it because... I think preseason's fine. I think it's just comes down to respecting the fact that there's actually a proper competition happening, that they're not mm. putting 
enough energy and marketing energy and yeah. defense into. Yeah, well, we can't do a competition where every team plays every team once, but we do have time to do AFLX. Yeah, this is this is my issue with AFLX. It's not that it seems stupid. It would seem less stupid if it wasn't taking up money and space that the AFLW probably deserves more. Yep. If they're supposed like T20 cricket. Yeah, especially the- when the players are getting paid more for one night than the AFLW players get paid for the whole season. That's Ooh. a joke. Aren't the captains getting 50, 50 grand, grand each? Yeah. That's horrific. That's nuts. That's, do you know what, though? That's the only reason they would have agreed to do it, though. Yeah, 100%. But because how much they, are they AFL knew that they couldn't get them on board. Because Fife's not flying all the way from Perth to Marvel fucking Stadium in the preseason to play a ridiculous, dumb game unless he can buy another helicopter afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to buy it in Melbourne and fly home. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he fucking yeah. loves it. He needs that fuel money. That guy should be on The Bachelor, I tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> He's good looking, has his own helicopter. I tried oh. a sports star before. Actually, uh, just speaking of preseason, and this is a nice transition from this garbage idea that I don't even really want to talk about anymore because it makes me upset. Uh, so I've actually got a bit of a, a hot scoop for uh, Haggard's footy. And Tom, it's not going to be something you like. I, this isn't an attack, though, I promise. So it feels like it is. Turns out that uh, someone I know met Patrick Dangerfield oh. over the Christmas break. And he's the loveliest guy, super nice. When asked about preseason, he was like, yeah, it's it's getting harder as I'm getting older. He's uh, pulling up a bit rough, apparently. <sighs> now, this could just be general conversation that he was just like, ha, 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 I'm getting old. Or maybe, look, he might struggle into the season. To be fair, he has candidly in interviews been like, I'm not getting younger. I need to win, win a, a premiership. premiership. So it's uh, up to your discretion, I guess, uh, whether or not this was just small talk of him being a real friendly guy or maybe a... Maybe a cry for help. Do you know what though? I'll take the fact that he's like, "Oh, it's it's been hard." I'll I'll cop that over. I have a friend who met Patrick Dangerfield and he was a bad bloke because mm. that would have broken. No, they met in a fishing <laughs> shop. Of course, they are. what a hero! Hey guys, for Dangerfield to win a premiership, <laughs> what team do you think he needs to go and play for? <laughs> um, oh, <laughs> Brisbane, Essendon, yeah, yeah. Sydney, Sydney, Melbourne, Melbourne. Uh, why is Sydney up there when they're in about the same position as Geelong? Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Gemma? <laughs> we don't bring back players in the hope that they'll help solve all our problems. Uh, you have twice. Not in recent history. Yeah, we've never done it. We're just trying it out. Never. <laughs> How's it going? Not he had a great well. year. Uh, Was it Gary Abbott's fault we lost Sorry, can I just that elimination final? But when a first-year player trumps him, you got problems. Ooh. Tim Kelly is exceptionally good. Mm. Yeah. He'll be, Gaz- imagine how great he's going to be at West Coast. <laughs> oh, in 2020. Yeah, when he's not literally, won a premiership. <laughs> literally spent two years just working to his like best form to then fuck off to a team that just won the premiership. Guys, what did Geelong plummet so hard <laughs> that Tim Kelly says, "Fuck it, I'll play for Frio." <laughs> <laughs> that won't happen well. because at no point will our coach become a big piece of shit like Ross Lyon. Mm, yeah, garlic breath. Yeah, correct. Um, I've got a quick fix for AFLX. Mm-hmm. It happens after round, after the final round, when they have the gap, the gap week in between the final round and the first week of finals. And AFLX is leave it at four teams if you want, but it's a combination of the teams that missed finals. It's all the all their best players. So Patrick Cripps is going to be a captain. Yep. Yep. He and Patrick captain. Dangerfield will be the other captain. Dangerfield can captain. Oh, fuck, I hate um, you guys so much. Uh, Robbie Gray, probably Someone the from Collingwood can captain a team. 
<laughs> yeah. That's what I would do. Zorko. Yeah. Uh, nah, fuck him. He's a shit captain. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> probably don't want it. Charlie Cameron. Oh, Charlie. Yeah. Yeah, he can, like, he can fucking captain team. What is it? Deadly. Yeah. it's. What is it? Is it deadly? Yeah. yeah. <sighs> they keep calling them magic. Oh. <laughs> That's not racist at all. No, not at all. Oh, boy. It's very uncomfortable to read about. What a problematic. It's also problematic because, again, and they. I have no problem with an indigenous all stars team. That's fucking sick. But don't put the team. Because, okay, uh, where yeah. they're coming from. Just call prob- them an indigenous all stars team versus another all stars team. Yeah, but because they've labeled the teams, it's weird because you've got. It makes me uncomfortable because you've got a team where they're like, oh, they're a quick team, a team of great markers, a team of brute strength, and a team of indigenous players. It's kind of, it feels weirdly like your best asset is a fact you're indigenous rather than, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, it just yeah. has a weird vibe. Wouldn't it make more sense just to have four teams and just they're just evenly stacked with good players? But that's not marketable. How could it, like, why wouldn't it be though? It's just like, Didn't hey, see here's the best players. you how marketable the logos are? They look like Power Rangers. Exactly. <laughs> it's fucking so oh, everything about it. One of them also looked like a set of ovaries. Did you notice that? The Rampage one? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now hundred percent does. Yeah, they were designed by Gil's Taylor. <laughs> that bloody Gumby suit that he's wearing. God. Oh my god. Do you know what I love is when 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 that when they launched the logos, they just like the captains just tweeted an image with nothing else and everyone went, Oh fuck, we all know what this is. <laughs> And like, the captains have to act enthusiastic about it because they're getting paid fifty. Yeah, grand. that's it. Someone was like, "Oh, don't feel to sell it." It's like, yeah, he's getting paid fifty thousand dollars. He's going to pretend that he fucking loves this thing. You know what I hope? Not in a bad way, but I hope a lot of injuries happen, like in- minor injuries that yeah, just set them back in preseason. To a be bit. like, this wasn't worth it. Yeah, a lot of general soreness. Mm. Yeah, Watch except it. for to the Richmond <laughs> players, and I hope they get like it's like Jack Raybrock does his knee. Well, they've got Tom Lynch now, the saviour of Richmond. Hmm. Do you know what I cannot wait for? Them to lose round one because Jack, be Tom Lynch and Jack Ray will get in one another's way and fuck up a running goal that would put them in front. With I hope that we go. get a one-for-one one replay of the Joe Danaher, Josh Green fuck up between those two. Oh, the, the he, oh, oh mm. no. Fuck. So for everyone who isn't mentally scarred by this like I am, uh, Joe Danaher <laughs> took a mark 15 metres out from goal. Huge mark. Huge mark. Direct, like, not directly in front. But 15 metres out, not really that much of an angle. Josh Green ran in, yelled for it. He played on. He, Joe Danaher played on to hand pass it. Did like a dribble hand pass. Josh Green didn't pick it up and we didn't kick a goal. And then the rest of the game was a disgrace, much like that play. Danaher's barely played since and Josh Green's in football heaven. Yeah. <clears throat> Is that your favourite moment of 2018? No, but we will get to our favourite moments of 2018. So what? were some highlights of the year. Like, the West Coast winning the grand final, that was huge. That's an obvious one. Yep. Do we have any personal favourite moments? Like, the Mason Cox, Alex Rance one was very good. Yep. Uh, I enjoyed the... It's an obvious one, but the Tui... That Melbourne-Geelong game. Yeah. No. Ooh. Nah, that was a good moment. It. (laughs) We had lift-off. I'm sorry. But, no, it's right. I'm going to talk about a different one to destroy your soul. You know, I know that. So I'm getting in early. Um, so yeah. So the reason the reason that that's a great thing is that whole that like they were 29 points down and Hawkins kicked like four goals in the last quarter. Like there were so many 
amazing things. The crowd at Geelong got up, and normally they they can be pretty quiet. Yeah, uh, I was with my dad. We hugged. It was fuck. Oh, I'd had a really shit day too, and then I got to the footy and like we we're playing like shit, and I was like, ah oh, man. I love how a lot of your good footy moments are hugged my dad. <laughs> Like hugging my dad, okay? <laughs> you know you can do that outside of the footy. You can just be like, Dad, no, no, no. He only- I love you. And then give him a I- hug. He only dishes out hugs when Geelong win after the Zara. <laughs> yeah, we get roast when they win, hugs if it's after the Zara. <laughs> um, no, but just, just everything about that moment too that, you know, Matthew Scarlett at three-quarter time tells Chris Scott, swing Tilly forward until he got the tap on the shoulder. Hadn't played forward at all. Kicked two goals. Yeah. Including two big goals. Two, yeah, huge goals, including the, the sealer. Uh, was fucking awesome. It was. It was probably for my own team. That was probably my favorite game of the year. Outside of my own team, both the showdowns were fucking incredible. Both were decided by a goal in the last minute. Josh Jenkins won in the second one. Had controversy because did it hit the post? It did. Yeah. You, yeah. Then you had the Josh Jenkins was like, you know, my grandma taught me not to lie. I reckon it hit the post. And Ken Hinkley was like, this is fucking bullshit. <laughs> And then you had the Motlop. Shut up, Ken. You know, Mitch McGovern kicks the potential stealing sealer, and then Motlop kicks it. Fuck! There was some. There were ama- there were some amazing. Yeah. After the siren, final moment goals, which uh, almost proves the point that uh, games fine. You'll fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> you okay, Tom? Oh, I just got a lot of feelings. You know, one of my feeling. one of my favorite moments. Um, I can't remember what round it was, but. What were Port Adelaide sitting on? I think 11 and 4. And they were so well placed. <laughs> and then my moment is like a collect. Like my moment's basically every round thereafter. Where Ken, <laughs> where Ken Hinckley's status as a good coach went down the toilet. And, um, oh, what a year. They had some massive what a year for Port Adelaide. Fair, though. Nah, don't make excuses, Tom. That's Ken's job. <laughs> <laughs> now, my actual real moment... Um, Outside of Port Adelaide's capitulation. I loved... At first, it was Brisbane were under so much pressure because they were garbage and weren't winning games and they were losing a lot of close ones. And then we had Hawthorne at the Gabba and we fucking killed them by about 10 goals. And it was beautiful. It was great. I, I don't know if I cried. I can't remember. I probably did. <laughs> did you hug my dad? Fainted. <laughs> I, I Terence was to. around. <laughs> yeah, if, if Terence was there, fuck, I would have got a good hug. Um, no, it was great. But the one... That trumped that probably was when we went to Hawthorne's Fortress in Tasmania a little later in the year and beat them again by five goals. And for me, that moment is kind of like the Matrix. <laughs> At the end of the Matrix, when Neo is in the subway with Agent Smith and he should run like they've done for the whole movie and he doesn't. And Trinity's like, Morpheus, what's he doing? And Morpheus leans in and grins and said, he's beginning to believe. <laughs> that was Brisbane. Beginning to believe. You should see all the players. Cam Rayner was going back for like a shot on goal that was like out, out like ridiculous. And yeah. Someone in the coach's box goes, Chris Fagan, what's he doing? Chris yeah. Fagan's like, he's beginning to believe. Fuck yeah. And we won. I think we won by about five goals and it was just beautiful. Yeah. It was like, there's a great photo. Sure oh, I think it was like, like five or six goals, I think, that one. In Tassie. Are you sure? I think, yeah, I think so. Your average winning margin was like 80 points. No, we had that period where so we beat the Hawks by 10 goals and then we beat, I think, Frio by 10 goals and then Carlton by 10 goals. I'm also like, glad fuck. you mentioned Frio because do you know what team started the Port Adelaide spiral? Was it Frio? It was. They, they beat them by like Frio three by points? Nine points. Nine points. <sighs> yeah. That's embarrassing. Wow. But seeing the young Brisbane guys beat uh, you know, a good club 
and start to believe. Well, we'll call them good for now. They finished top four. <laughs> Don't worry about that. Only because um, only Buddy didn't play round 23. Just so oh. <laughs> Yep, yep. And, no, they had- and we lost to them by a kick in both games. Yeah, I'm really... And Essendon only just... Fuck, Hawthorne finished far higher than they deserved. Oh, they will not... Their finals exit it. proved they finished, yeah. you know... Yeah, because that, like, that justified where they are. Really. It's ridiculous that, like, I think it was round 21 or 20... Yeah, it must have been round 21. If Essendon had have beaten Hawthorne, there was a chance Hawthorne missed the finals and Essendon snuck in. Yeah, it was that close. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. then Hawthorne beat us and then won again and then, because of the other results, snuck into the top four, which was insane. Mm. It came down to whoever won between Hawthorne and Sydney who made the top four, the other came fifth. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Holy shit. Brisbane beating Hawthorne. And Buddy I think- and Parker didn't play that game, so it was just like, ah, oh, fuck. Did Ooh. you only just lose too? Six points. <sighs> shit. Uh, and yeah, Hawthorne beat us by four. In round no, four. wait. I think I, as a Geelong supporter, needed you to lose. So we stayed in the ice. Oh, yeah. Do you know what? Hawthorne's run to the finals. Thanks a lot to all of us in the room, except Brisbane. You're excused. Thank you. Hawthorne beat Essendon by four points. Beat Geelong by 11 points. Then... And we were in that game too until Amira kicked that fucking goal. You're all a disgrace. Then they beat St. Kilda by four points. Four? Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and then they beat Sydney by nine points. Oh, nine. Six was earlier in the year. Guys, we did our best to try and stop Hawthorne. We yeah, beat them twice. Was- <clears throat> dented their percentage. We were- Sorry, we'll all get them next year. Think- That'll be my favourite moment in 2019 when we all get Hawthorne. Well, they've ruined their list now, so it's all good. <laughs> With Wingard. With many things that they mm. did. What well, they get rid of Ryan Burton, which is... That's the, the f- most ridiculous oh. thing. It's a very dumb call by Hawthorne. I, one of my two moments is a Hawthorne. Losing moment. Ah, oh, perfect. <laughs> Lay it on us. Ben Ronk, seven goals, ten tackles. Yeah, no, that's Whoa. fucking awesome. No How player, many tackles? Ten tackles. Ten tackles. Do you have ten have tackles? Have you all seen my Twitter recently? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> no player in the history of the game has ever done that. He did it in his third game as a rookie. He yep. had never played on the MCG before. No Buddy, no Dan Hanabry. Bruce McAvaney went into space that day. <laughs> <laughs> He forgot about him, and then in the fourth quarter, he was like, oh, wait, this kid exists. <laughs> it was insane. And the fact that his goals weren't like regulation goals, he got Burgoyne for holding the ball. He evaded two tackles by Sicily and did some weird shit and got in the first sixth goal. His fifth one was he took a mark, got legged by Ben McAvoy, got up, and instead of taking the free kick, kept running and kicked a 45 meter goal that was super accurate. But then, yeah. He loves footy, that kid. He's so good. And I'm taking credit for this because- <laughs> You like, signed him. Two, <laughs> two weeks before he debuted, I was uh, up at the SCG and the Swans and were playing a curtain raiser. I was like, this kid, this kid's got to play. Yeah. Starts two weeks later and he in his first game against Geelong where- Kicked the sealer? All the, the young guys played and we had barely any senior players. And then JPK turned it out in the last quarter. Ron kicked two goals and laid seven tackles that day. That's huge. Right, and, he, and both those goals were either like amazing, yeah. The Harry Cunningham one over into the goal score, and he just ran onto it. Yeah, yeah, I was there. It was fucking good game. Yeah. It was amazing. Robbie Fox took that amazing mark. Who won, Whatever. Tom? Huh? Who won? Uh, we won at our home ground. They won at their home ground. Oh, okay. No, nah, other way around. That was the joke. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I've been on the show for a while, guys, and I was thinking sad thoughts about the time my team cooked it. That's right. You've got Gary Rowan now, so he's going to learn what it's like to lose down there. And you've got Dan Menzel, and he's going to learn what it's like to lose in Sydney. Well, he probably won't play, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> probably do his knee, to be fair. No, he's already... 
got done his groin or something? He's already hurt himself. Yeah, no, his groin was cooked when he left. So yeah. his groin was so bad that he could barely walk during the week, and he changed his kicking action towards the end of the year. It's because you guys injected him wrongly. It's not his fault. Geelong have a history of fucking terrible injury management. Mm-hmm. That's why McCarthy's at Brisbane now. Yeah, it is. He'll have a chance. Yeah, probably. He was yeah. going to quit footy. He was, yeah. Disillusioned. No, I'm I'm all for- It's probably why Tim Kelly wants to leave. Mm. I'm mm. all for McCarthy. I hear Chris Scott doesn't really talk to the, the young players. guys. Yeah, yeah. No, okay. Like doesn't sit right. in on exit interviews or anything. Mm. Fuck you all. So, there was an interview recently with Scarlett talking about their pro- Geelong's approach to the preseason, which actually ties back into Danger, talking about how it's been rough. I've got a theory in a minute. Is that this year, after last- He's- Two Sorry, years. Danger said that he st- was starting his preseason later. Also, just side note. Yeah, but not as late as last year. As you get older, that happens, though. Yeah, yeah no, all, all, the, all the players that, over yeah. a certain age start like. Yeah, I think. Don't even think Jared McVeigh's trained yet. No, he won't. He's sixty years old. Dustin Fletcher never trained. Just turned up. Well, I mean, look at amazing Buddy. player. Yeah, yeah, great Buddy. Player. No preseason. Couldn't train during the week. He trained for twenty minutes all last season. Did he win? He didn't win the Coleman. Almost won the Coleman. Almost won the Coleman. Fucking hell. He's insane. Anyway, though, they've changed their off-season preparation where they're doing less sports science stuff and just going back to, like, basics. And Chris Scott has said he has worked to be more involved with the oh. younger players. And Scarlett has said Good. he's noticed a change in Chris Scott. Oh. So, guys, he's got a plan B. How long and has it's- Chris Scott been there? Seven years? 2011? Yep. Hmm. yep. Hmm. So, hey, hey. Hmm. Yeah. Well, not doing anything for 10 years worked pretty well for Mick Moldhouse. So, hmm. Maybe Chris Scott could adapt. You know who we're hearing a lot of out of Geelong? What? Matty Scarlett. Yeah. You know what my theory is? Should be the coach. Yes. Sleeper agent. Wants the top job. Ooh. Fucking love him. I would back that 100%. If there was going to be a coup in Geelong, I would, I'm would. i Team Scarlett all the way. Mm. Too bad you've just signed Chris Scott on for an extension. Yeah, but if he like falls in the Barn River. Can I? Oh, I've got a theory. What? He's going to fall in the Barn River? a theory. A prediction. A profit call, if yes. you will. Yes. The first of the year. Yep. <sighs> Long tank this year. Fuck! <laughs> it's going to be a bad year. They go, shit, we've got Chris Scott for another four years. Oh, the what a pause we- before you said that, it was like your brain just caught fire for a second. <laughs> You're like, overwhelmed. They're like, what are we going to do? Frio, also terrible. Ross the boss gets in the bin. Chris Scott has coached at Frio before. He goes back to Frio. Maddie Scarlett coaches Geelong. It's a, it's a double team. Yeah, Maddie Scarlett. Corey and Wright work together. Mm. <laughs> Love it. Yep. I'm considering becoming a police officer solely so I can arrest Ross Lyon myself. <laughs> For crimes against football? <laughs> crimes just against everything. <laughs> can I make Tom sad again? Absolutely. With my second moment for 2018? Yes. The Melbourne-Geelong final. I was at that game. Killed. Same. It was a great game to be at. I nearly fainted. Yeah, <laughs> from screaming out of happiness. <laughs> So, no, sorry, but like honestly, it was unbelievable. Oh, it was insane, and it was just like this like build up of emotion for all the Melbourne support. I was sitting amongst the Melbourne cheer squad, and the atmosphere was as good as the 05 Grand Final when I went. Oh, oh actually, I just honestly, to... it was, and that's not an exaggeration. Just it was check. fucking insane. I think it might have been the 05 Grand Final, but there was a game that you. So basically, the first time we had Gemma on the show, I was setting our levels before we recorded. A bit of behind the scenes stuff. And I was like, oh, do you like yell when you're excited? You're like, no, not really. Not since. I think it was the 05 grand final. You're like, I screamed so much that I almost fainted. No, that was, that was the Melbourne Geelong final. Oh, so it was just this. It was this just recently. Okay, cool. So yeah, that, that, that's the second time we hear any story. It's a great story. You, 
I know how you feel. Retired from yelling because you almost <laughs> fainted. Honestly, I did. I had to sit down. And I yes. Was yes. <laughs> yeah. When you stand up and cheer a goal and your body goes, you haven't taken any air in when you did this. Yeah. And you see spots and you have to sit down and your legs go tingly. <laughs> That's honestly what happened. What yeah. would you know about standing up? D- d- guys, the reason I don't stand up is because I have a medical condition called getting too excited-itis. <laughs> Are you sure it's the window, sh- not the window shut-itis? Oh. <laughs> oh. Welcome to 2019, where we pick on Tom. Yeah, this gonna... is a rude podcast. This Speaking is a of very mean podcast. Joel Selwood, idiot. But... <laughs> Big idiot. Yeah. Shouldn't have done that. Yeah. We were like, going to kick a goal and get did... back into the game. You could see it happening the whole oh. game, is that James Harms was getting under his skin, getting under his skin, and he... James Harms gave away a couple of inconsequential free kicks, and then it resulted in that. Turn the game. And Selwood's the, Selwood's the captain, and at that stage, because Melbourne were doing that thing where they just couldn't seal it. Yeah, like they were we, just like letting you back in. We got like back every in. Other time. If Hawkins had to kick that goal, it would have been nine points the difference in the middle of the third quarter. Yeah, and Melbourne would have been like, "Not again!" And Geelong would have been like, "Yes, again!" And then the captain is a dumb fuckhead. Poor leadership. Oh, terrible. Take Why, a vote. Keep him as captain. He's a great captain. <sighs> One bad act does not a bad captain make. He's mm. not that great though. Anyway, no, no, no. But this isn't what I want to talk about. I want to talk about. <laughs> Melbourne. Very intact. Melbourne. Yep. The team I do not go for. Mm. But. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love So Melbourne. this is not bias. <laughs> <laughs> it's just hatred for me. It's fine. Um, the Nathan Jones goal was everything to yes. everyone. Yep. Like the fact that he's the one player that started it all. He was the only player in that team to ever play a final for Melbourne before. He's coming towards the end of his career and then he kicked that huge goal. That was amazing. But then the Mitch Hannon goal was like unbelievable and I love Mitch Hannon we know this but his calmness to run it down look for an option there's no option and kick it and just the the noise was the loudest I've ever heard the MCG it was fucked I love Jonesy uh, he's he's the opposite of a TC he's better than his brother and I'm sad we don't have him instead of his brother oh his brother oh Zach mm. old punchy McGillicuddy <laughs> <laughs> He's a great player. He just can't, doesn't know how to kick the ball well. Mm. Or not so punch people annoying. in the back of the head. Yeah, he's bad. He punches people and it makes me sad. He's but, a young Mitch Robinson. But Sydney seemed to just always have one dickhead Legend. on the list, but everyone else is fine, and he seems to be the current one. Yeah. Who was your, who's was who been your dickhead before him, though? Uh, Barry Hall, famous. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, he was a big dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> Still is. Not many dickheads yeah. in Sydney, though. No, we did have the no dickheads policy. Club. That was the- Apparently, it wasn't actually a no dickheads policy. It was just like the players would tell people to pull their head in. Yeah, yeah, but, good culture, um, like a quiet. Which no is, apparently policy. they've tried to do with Zach Jones, but it clearly hasn't worked yet. Yeah. But- Zach Jones, don't be a dickhead. He's like, I'm not. They're like, oh god, this is an uphill battle. <laughs> <laughs> At least James Disley knows he's a dickhead. Oh, <laughs> but like- if, if Zach Jones could kick better, he would be an unbelievable player. But he just mm. can't execute the kick. It's a bit like Jaden Hunt can do the run for you, but then he always turns it over. Mm. We had we had David Wojcicki back in the day for mm-hmm. that. Could run like was an okay kick, but would we used to have Jordan Murdoch and now he's gone to the Gold Coast on your Jords. Thanks for your service. Probably a right career move. Yeah, I think so too. Probably more likely to win a premiership is that a douche? No, no, no. Just I mean, he's going to get paid presumably more and play for a club that performs just as well. Yeah. He also got delisted, <laughs> so he didn't have a job at all. So <laughs> <laughs> this is this episode has been shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like I'm going to edit this out. <laughs> <laughs> can I have one more good moment then? Yep. Can I have another good moment? You absolutely can. As, yeah? You got any yes. left? You got any? Yes. What's your next good moment? My next good moment is 
the the first time Asava Radagalia played. Oh okay, yes. Yeah. And I went, Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yes. Kicked a goal in the Melbourne game, I think he kicked our first or second goal, took yeah. a huge mark, chased some tackles, ran all over the place. Look cooked at the end of the game, but you looked at him and you went and you sent me the message where you're like, Tom, that's your future. And I was like, I know. Mm. I'm very excited. And yeah. then he broke his ankle. Yeah. But apparently, all reports, he's flying into the preseason. And I just cannot wait to see him on I the park. I can't wait for him to dominate the league in about three or four years. Oh, it's going to be fucking great. Yeah. When all your him. other players have retired. Yeah. But he's got all the assets to be an Adam Goods, Buddy Franklin type, like a tall, agile, but strong player and good in the air. He's mm. good it's, below it's his knees all too. All that like, stuff, yeah. Ball hits the deck. He's just as good. I like him a lot. He'll be the face of Geelong. He will be. He was He was already used in a lot of their promo stuff this year. Mm. Like when we had that retro round, they made like retro footy cards. So like love it. him, Tom Stewart. Fuck, Tom, oh, fuck oh, I love Tom Stewart. All Australian in second year. <sighs> Crazy good. See, there's some good things there. Dusha and Sean and Gemma a little bit less because <laughs> you do agree with me about some stuff, so that's okay. <clears throat> there's so, a little bit of light. There's some light, mate. Yeah. There, the window's have... opening a crack. I've been working on it all summer. <laughs> just crowbar in there. Just trying to get some air in. Yep. Just got to remove Gary Ablett from the mix. Ooh, well, just put him forward. I just don't think he's all that. We had this conversation last time, though. I don't mm. want to get into it again. Well, the story is that he's being trained almost exclusively forward. Really? So, yeah, a lot more time forward. Interesting. Yeah, because he doesn't do anything defensively and you need defense in your midfield. Yeah. Yep. So he'll play he'll play forward and then rest in the midfield when Dangerfield goes forward. Will he miss really clutch goals as well? It'll be good when that happens. Oh. <laughs> Fuck, do you know what does my head about that is that nine times out of ten he kicked that. If Ablett played every game mm-hmm. in the forward line. Fifty goals? Coleman medal. Whew. I mean it, no. what you gotta kick you gotta kick what, sixty goals <laughs> these days. Yeah, true. Sixty, sixty five. Like we all like gave you a bit of chance. We're like, oh yeah, Gemma from the distance. <laughs> no, no chance. I'm sitting really far away from everyone, <laughs> no. so I can do that. Rude. Nah, you're probably right. I'm usually right. Yeah, I mean, Geelong aren't going to kick enough goals for Ablett to win a Coleman, probably. And Hawkins is going to win the Coleman because they changed the rules, and he's just going to monster. He's going to get everyone. all the free kicks that he plays for earlier. You're mm. Correct. He'll get them. When he's out on oh, the park. That, that means Buddy will get a bunch as well. Buddy will have a huge year because people won't be able to hang off him. And Hawkins will have a huge and, year because he'll be able to muscle people out of the Alex way. And Alex Rance will have to retire because that's his whole game. Correct. That's right. He writes books now. Oh, fuck. All right. I got, <clears throat> I got two huge moments from 2018. One that I want to talk about and a story that I think flies under the radar a little bit. We focused on it heaps here at How Good's Footy, but uh, since the finals, like Essendon didn't quite make it. It didn't get discussed very much. Didn't quite make it or didn't make it? Uh, didn't quite make it. They were still in the calculations right up till the yeah. second last game. We were up there until we lost to Hawthorne. So three rounds out from the finals. You were, you know, a chance until you lost to Carlton. <laughs> we lost to Carlton in round eight. Yeah, Correct. And the season was over. But then we also beat the Premiership winning team. Like, Essendon yeah. were very hit and miss this year, but then had a very strong finish. Oh, that's right. You beat. You were the only side to beat West Coast at home. Excuse besides me. Sydney. Besides Thank Sydney. Thank you. <laughs> And once, and, once, and once Sydney got on a roll, yeah, you uh, beat once them West Coast at, got on a roll. You beat them at the SEG. I was we at were that the game. team that stopped their run. Yeah, because we both beat them first and then at the end of that run. Didn't quite stop their run, though, because hey, yeah. they won a premiership. So. Oh, I'm happy for them, but we were the team that beat them twice. <laughs> Come on, that, Tom. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I want to talk I about. I fucking will. <laughs> I want to talk about a player that the media often overlooked, but here at Haggard's Footy, we never overlooked. 
He was our number one pick every week, and that's Mitch Brown, the most unlikely successful oh. player in the world. He's like 80. Yep. yep. Has the best mustache in the AFL. What are his two favorite things, oh. Dusha? <laughs> <laughs> Kicking goals and chatting to mums. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like that type of guy. And I love. he also seems genuinely nice. All of his Instagram stuff is very wholesome. It's like he's like too old to be a fuckwit, which is a brave call, but I'm standing by it. He also, like he had, there was a few times where he kicked some very handy goals for us. He is the most unlikely player to be signed on for another year, but yet after the year he just had, it would be ridiculous not to sign him again. Is he the first guy they're picking in the 22 every week who isn't Dylan Shield? <laughs> He's the first guy we picked in our All-Australian team. He was. Yeah. He, he really was. Yeah. The, we made a category specifically for him, <laughs> so there was no way he would miss out. Yep. Oh, man, I love him so much. Um, I'm so excited. Every, everyone at Essence, like, oh, Dylan Shield, like, our attack, like, Joe Danaher might be back. Don't worry about that. Mitch Brown's coming back for another year, and that's huge news. He loves kicking goals from like 60. Can also play down back. Yeah, man, he rules. Came from a good club, that boy. Yeah, a good club that clearly were happy to see him go. Yep. He wasn't getting a game in Geelong, though. Well, he, well, that's another thing. Like, he, if it wasn't, he is one of those players that benefited heaps from the fact that Essendon didn't have a team when after the drug scandal. Yeah. He's one of the players that. What's probably- the only reason why he was there? Yeah, yeah, but like, so he was a top up player, but because he had to play for basically a whole season, he just like played into form and seems to have stayed in form. Mm. Yeah, uh, and like I said, it, I don't begrudge him leaving Geelong because he was never going to get a game at Geelong yeah. in either the forward line or the back line that we had at the time. So yeah, still have now probably best fringe player in the AFL. Good call, everyone. I was rather big. Signed on to that part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every <laughs> single person in the room did. We all nodded in unison. It was beautiful. All right, now I want to talk about probably my biggest moment of 2018, the biggest redemption story in the country. So this was an off-the-field redemption as well. It didn't happen on the field. So June 30, 2018, the Freedom Time Music Festival was happening in Coburg. (laughs) It was the middle of winter. I was off, off, to go have fun with my friends. As I was leaving, was like, mm, oh. it's a bit, bit chilly. <laughs> I just figured out. I know yeah. what the story is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also think I know what the redemption is, too. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's continue. huge. Continue. It's, this is the biggest story of the year, Gemma. <laughs> <laughs> like, was this leaving- is bigger than Shield being traded. This is bigger than Hogan going home. This is bigger than Dom Sheed, bigger than Mason Cox. And he's pretty tall. Yeah, it's This huge. is the biggest. It's huge. Just about to pop out the door. It's very cold. Should probably grab a beanie. So I just march back upstairs into my room, grab the only beanie that I have, one that I purchased earlier in the year at the SCG. That's right, the Sydney Swans beanie. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I don't know. Nothing wrong with that at all. Well, you know. No, true, true. Wearing, it- wearing other colours is acceptable. I um, was wearing the beanie, went to the music festival, was having a really good time, yeah. got dark. There was a Ferris wheel there. Me and my friends decide to get on the Ferris wheel. Get off the Ferris wheel. <laughs> what was the point of the Ferris wheel? No, 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 wheel? no, no. Because no, I was taken away from the environment. Okay. Like, I was put up in the air for a bit. <laughs> Forgot where I was, what I was doing. <laughs> Came back down and a guy was like, hey, man, I like your beanie. And I was like, thank you. And then he was like, you had a big, <sighs> you had a big win this weekend. And I was like, yes, we did. Mistake number one. Yes, we did. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
And then he was like, it's the wrong colors, though. You should be wearing a red and black beanie. And I was like, haha, yeah. And then I just let that guy walk off without revealing that I am, in fact, an Essendon supporter. I feel sick still when you tell yeah, that story. It's, it's horrible. Living that moment, it was like watching... It was like a car crash in slow motion, but I was the car. And both he was cars. The other- you were both <laughs> cars. Both cars. And he was the little dog that just got underneath them. I felt terrible for months. Fast forward to grand final day. <laughs> West Coast are playing Collingwood in the grand final. Yep. We're going. How good footy go to the grand final? We can't be neutral supporters, though. That's just not something that I was comfortable with. We uh, all pick up a West Coast scarf. Yeah, 100% West Coast all the way. Shut no up. the team. <laughs> Shut up, Tom. <laughs> but you forgave me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Not if you keep reminding me. It's not how forgiveness works. Oh. Wink at me again and I will jump across <laughs> the table and hit you. <laughs> Wearing a West Coast scarf. West Coast have won the 2018 AFL Grand Final. We've all had about 10 beers. 100 beers, maybe. Hard to say. Guy walks up to me and he's like, well done on the win. It was a huge win. And I was like, yeah, yeah, it was massive. And he was like, so do you brag for West Coast? And I was like, well, actually, I, um, I'm not a West Coast supporter. I back for Essendon, but I didn't want to come to the grand final, not back for anyone. He's like, oh, I'm an Essendon supporter too. And the reveal from both of us at the same time about just coming together because we hate Collingwood, barracking for West Coast, then revealing to each other, then having like a 10 minute conversation about how 2019 is going to be our year. Felt good to be honest. And it paid off. (laughs) I like to think that that is the same guy. I was going to say, was it the same bloke? (laughs) Hard to say. Both times I was quite intoxicated. So I'm going to say yes. I feel it was like the ghost of Christmas past and present. They were like, this is what you could be if you're not true to yourself. No, that was me telling you to go for Collingwood. <laughs> Tom. Shut up, know. Sean. Redemption. Ah, I don't know about this. It's a different circumstance. Yeah. It's also, very, I feel like it's very easy to be standing there in the winner, you know, in the winner's rooms, sinking beers, yep. and be like, just here for the day. I'm actually a Bombers man. Whereas that other guy said, you, went, you played well. And you went, yes, we did. And then he, oh, he said, said West Coast, but like the same conversation. The conversation started exactly the same. Is it the same? The uh, the guy didn't reveal either that he was an Essendon supporter. You went first. Yeah, you went first. It wasn't like he revealed and then you went, oh, should I? Should I? And then, yes, well, I know what I mean. who I am. I took a leap of faith with that guy. I knew who I was. I took a leap of faith with the guy <laughs> I was talking to. And, you almost and he wanted to murder me. <laughs> he was a Collingwood supporter, though. He was, yes. Yeah. Yeah, loser. I told people I was from Perth. Did you? <laughs> he said, oh, how'd you get here? I was like, oh, I drove. <laughs> That's like a four-day drive. I'm aware. It's a big drive. Mm. Left work on Monday, got in your car, just drove to <laughs> Melbourne. I, so a friend of mine who is a West Coast supporter, his mate the last time, so the Hawthorne Grand Final, his mate decided to drive over and then didn't go to the game because he was too tired from driving over. Oh, shit. <laughs> didn't have a ticket either. Was just going to wing it. That's ridiculous to drive that far. Mm. That's no good. Yep. <laughs> Slept in a shitty hotel and drove home again. That is maybe the worst use of a week. And his team got fucking destroyed by Hawthorne. So, you know. Get That's- him on the show. <laughs> I don't know his name. I feel like that is the most heartbroken man in the world. <laughs> no, no. The most heartbroken man in the world was the man at the music festival who you left hanging. He doesn't he didn't know though. Didn't he? No. Didn't he? 
It felt like it knew. Was what he like I... one of those whimsical characters in a Christmas movie? Who knows? Uh-huh. <laughs> it felt like he knew. It was so. It was too perfect. And when when you're at the, grand I had told final... my friends that I was self conscious about it too, and then they all witnessed that happen, and were just like, <laughs> "What is wrong with you?" I remember you were telling me it made my skin crawl. Mm. I oh. has he redeemed himself? I sit on the fence <laughs> because I have the Melbourne thing, so I can't really say. Well, no, 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 no. But that's like no. I feel like I if I say something, then everyone's going to come after me. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> brave. <laughs> So do you wear Melbourne colours? I have Melbourne AFLW stuff. And if I go to a Melbourne game that Sydney's not playing, I'll wear the beanie. And if someone said, we're going really well, you'd be like, yeah, we are. I get really intense when someone asks me about football, so I just talk about football. Mm. If someone said to you, though, you're in your Swans gear because you can't... No, in your Melbourne gear, mm. and someone said, that's the wrong V, it should be white and red, I would was- you, Joel Dusha, or would you go, yeah, it should be? Yeah, I'd, do, I'd, I'd bring it up because I'd want to talk about the Swans. That's Goddamn it. hero. Yeah. This was, I just need to reiterate that I was way too far gone because he... Not too far gone to remember it, though. No. <laughs> no, no, no. I meant too far gone in the conversation, not my mm. mental state. I we're, feel like... We were at an I'm an individual, not me brain hurts type of the day. <laughs> I feel like if you're Can... wearing someone else's colours... Yep. And someone he who goes for that team the... goes, oh. we're going well, you can get behind that. Yep, but if 100%. they go... They're going well, but should be Brisbane. I'd have to be like, well, actually, I am. Yeah, I understand the too far gone in a conversation thing, like slightly different context. But I work in a on a floor that has a few different companies there, and there's this one guy, and I've been there for eighteen months. Yep. And there's a one guy who thinks my name is Gina, and it's too late to correct him. <laughs> So I just let him call me Gina now. So uh, how good's footy featuring Gina? <laughs> to be so, fair, though, that's on it. him, like, not on you. It's too far into the conversation for you to like change it because it's too awkward. Because it's spoken to me about the game. It wasn't just like, hey, you're doing well. Also, it's the wrong colours. It was like, you're doing well. Um, like, Buddy did this. This happened. You won by this much. Was he mentioning players and you were like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> no, because I know the Sydney team. Yeah, because you yeah, love them. You do like Sydney. Yeah. Yeah, I love them. Mm. Love them heaps. Love them the second most. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, they're fine, I guess. Shut up. Excuse me? (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I've done it. Biggest redemption. Unheard of. (laughs) Massive. We'll see. We'll We'll, see. We'll see. Uh, Any predictions for 2019? Uh, Actually, I guess with a redemption, something needs to go wrong first. Yeah. This could be a redemption from 2018, like Brisbane winning the flag this year, Essendon winning the flag this year. Geelong winning a final. <laughs> I'm setting the bar low. Is that low or too high? That final low. being the bit, the grand final. That's right. We get to the grand final having not won a final. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We'll win one. Will I you? believe, mate. One what? I Can. believe. There's a lot of... Mate. Oh, please. Gemma. Do you believe that Geelong will make the eight, honestly? Because I know that you have some strong opinions about the top eight and like how Melbourne is going to be untouchable in 2019. Melbourne's going to win the flag. Yep. Sydney's going to make it, yep. even though no one thinks that they will. Who are Melbourne beating in the grand final? They're probably beating a team like Richmond, mm. unfortunately. Mm. I hate Richmond. That'd be Fuck, a Melbourne-Richmond grand final would be huge. Where- it's going to be one of those teams that relies on like- Ground pressure because it's the only type of team that 
will come, like I, that I think will make it through. Like That's whereas good. West Coast were an outside game, but they were so good at it that they made it work. But I think it's going to be very much pressure based. Where are Essendon finishing? I don't think Dylan Shields going to solve all your problems, mate. Yeah, but I don't think he needs to. I think that we just need to continue from the consistency that we had from the second half of you last like year. You were like good. You weren't great. In the second half of the year, we were great. Mm. We were almost untouchable. That's uh, not- there was a point there where they were, you think you were statistically the best team after yeah. a certain point in the year. I think Melbourne are going to be hard to touch next year. Yeah. And uh, this year. And that's like not coming from someone that really likes them. That's coming from someone that watches a lot of football. Oh, I think Max Gorn and Jack Varney back for a whole year. Like, cause what he, he- but even James Harms doing what he did for a whole year instead of half a year. You know, like yeah. he finally got into that groove and was really hard to... Get Le- they'll get Lever back, Stephen May slots in. They have they have so much depth on their list that they're going to start losing players. Do you, know what it's, do you know what it starts to look like, though? The perfect opportunity for Melbourne to just... Shit the bed. Cook it. Melbourne have proven nothing. But they, they did that. They cooked it with... They beat us. They're fucking dumb as shit. They they did that with the West Coast game. They went over and just turned off. Hmm. They'll go a step further this year. Who, they, who have you got round one? They're playing Port. Yeah, will smash at them. At the MCG. Smash yeah. them. You got round two. I hope you win by 150 mm-hmm. points. Me? Yeah. I go for Sydney. Uh, Melbourne, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Your second team. Sorry. Sydney's playing Western Bulldogs <laughs> in round one. I hope Who's you win by 150 points. Thank you. Yeah. They're the worst. But it's yeah. good because Melbourne plays the MCG in the afternoon mm-hmm. and Sydney plays... Oh, Marvel good. in the afternoon, in the good evening, timing. can do a whole day. Of oh, you can double up. It's gonna be the best. All right, where are Geelong finishing? Eighth, same as last year. No higher. Hey, that's right. We're in the finals. I think they'll, I think they'll make it, but I don't think they'll go far. They rely too much on a couple of players, and if a couple of players don't get their way, they all turn off. Mm-hmm. Like Joel Selwood shits the bed because he's a sook. Like. Gary Ablett's the same. I feel like Tom Hawkins can be the same. Ooh, Danger's I, the only I, guy who gets back up and keeps going. That's and keeps what I mean. Like I like Geelong as a club because, again, as we said before, the whole like way they dealt with that goods thing and all that sort of stuff, I think they're great. But I think that they have a, a lot of players that feel very entitled. To be fair, I will give you that. However, we've also got, should have been all Australian fullback, Mark Blitzoffs. Tom Stewart is amazing, yeah. and he's this is his third year of football. Where are Brisbane finishing? Tenth. Oh, that's that's, that's, that's a big improvement. That's generous. Yeah, yeah. No, I'll give him that. So yeah. Essendon ninth, Fifth, obviously. I also respect your opinion because you said Tom Stewart's the best, so that's fine. He's amazing. Oh. He destroyed us in that final in 2017. If it weren't for him, we would have been in that game. But he just mopped everything up. He's great. He's like rampy after rampy. He had the same pathway into footy. Became all Australian pretty soon. Has after. a good mo. Yeah. Plays the same role. Yep. Likeable people. Yep. Yep. Good. He's, he's your version of Rampy. <laughs> Although ours is a captain now. Wait a couple of years, yours might be. Holy shit, is he... Sydney has co-captains again. I'm so excited about is it. Is it Rampy and... Rampy, Parker and JPK. They've got three? Yeah. Jesus. Back to 2005 style. I'm very excited about it. I'm trying to think he'll be our captain after Selwood. I wouldn't be surprised if it was Stewart or... Blitzers. Duncan. Duncan, maybe. Duncan's yeah. too temperamental. If he can, if he can, I thought he actually had a good, a good year last year. He's great, but he gets pushed away because of everyone else. And then now Tim Kelly's kind of jumped him. So Duncan kind of gets pushed into this role that he's not suited. It's kind of like Dom Tyson at Melbourne, where he's a very good player, 
but because of depth, he gets pushed out to a different role and then he looks bad because he's not playing his role. It's like... Uh, Cam Guthrie's... For being a Geelong supporter who watches Geelong more, I think last year Cam Guthrie became that player. Duncan, he's playing more on the ball. He's starting centre because the Selwoods are moving around a bit more and, and Ablett's Duncan playing tackles. forward. And because Duncan tackles. Whereas Guthrie is a guy who is brilliant forward of the ball and should be playing in the middle but doesn't. So they play him off half back and he's not quite well, half back. It's kind of like Rory Lobb at GWS. Mm. He's a forward. He got forced to play as a ruck because of their issues with their list in 2018. Yeah, Mumford's back. Doesn't- didn't, didn't want to be a ruck, so he goes to WA. And it's just like, you wonder why he's leaving. They're forcing him to play a role he doesn't want, and then he gets dropped playing a role that is not his role. Mm. Oh, shit, they dropped him a couple of times, Twice didn't they? they dropped him because he was not a good ruckman. It's like, he's not a ruckman. What do you expect? Fair enough. It'd be like if Sydney dropped Dean Towers. Well, he's dealer now, but if last year Sydney <laughs> dropped Dean Towers because he wasn't rucking well. It's like... Yeah. It's like if Sean Grigg got dropped from Richmond because he wasn't rucking well. Well, it's a slightly different situation because they rely on him as one of their main rucks. It's not like, you know, like Richmond can go to hell. I like that. Yeah. It's a good blanket statement for 2019, I feel. Yeah. It's like a mantra of how good- We're on Collingwood and Richmond can go to hell, 2019. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait, we're on what? 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 War on Collingwood. Oh, I thought you said we're on Collingwood. And I was like- (laughs) No, no. War on Collingwood. (laughs) He's learned his lesson. I have, for now. Warren Collingwood, Richmond can go to hell. Yep. So can Hawthorne. So can Hawthorne. Yeah, that's that's a long list. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, Dusha, have we got any emails? Thomas, I'm glad you asked. We've got a few because uh, we've taken a bit of a break. Our inboxes are filled up a little bit, so I'll just get through as many as I can today. Maybe save some for the next week. So we made a call for uh, overseas listeners to send in some... Uh, Overseas teams. Yes. We got a few. Uh, so Israel have an AFL team called the Cheetahs. The team logo looks like this. It's pretty basketball-y, but I'll allow it. You know the Tall Boys. No, it's not the Tall Boys. <laughs> Atlanta Tall Boys is still winning. So that was from Yoav Cohen. Oh, antagonist of the show, Yoav yeah. Cohen. <laughs> and then we had Brandon Clark, uh, who he's gotten, he's from Canada. 
gotten super into footy the last two seasons. Good boy. Uh, he loves the Eagles, so very stoked on what just happened. Joe Ross is from Canada. Mike Pike, you never hear about it. Yeah, well, he actually said that. <laughs> <laughs> He's... Premiership player, Mike. There's a... Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I missed well, that. Well, <laughs> I'll start with... I'll start with that part of the email because there's two things. He also sends us uh, his local football team that he is uh, going to try out for. Oh, oh. yes. Yeah. Edmonton Emus and the Edmonton Wombats. The men's team of the Wombats, women's team of the Emus. Cool. Nice. The logo is sick. I'll show it to you in a second. Uh, he went up to AFL Canada's Wikipedia page, found two notable Canadian players, Mike Pike. Wait, who's the second? Andrew McGraw. Yeah, his oh. Canadian. oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so he doesn't, he doesn't like, not like Mike Pike, who lived in Canada, whereas- who scored a try for against France in the Rugby World Cup. That's the other thing everyone knows about him. Right? Wow, <laughs> now I do. Yeah, that's amazing. And Aren't you, Mike, do you want to know one more thing about him before we move on? Just taking up time, he's gorgeous. Just, just one more. Uh, after he first started playing, our favorite person, Brian Taylor, said he's. The worst player he's ever seen play the game. <laughs> and then he ended up a premiership player. So that's nice. <laughs> B2. Um, wow. And here's a logo. So it's got an interesting color scheme. That's uh, something that we don't really see in AFL. It's blue and orange and white. It's a little bit AFLW-y. It's good. I like it. Yeah, yeah I can get it. It's a mix that. of like old school and like a new color scheme. So yeah, thank you so much to both of you for the emails. And Brandon, good luck with your tryouts. Uh, he's also going to be down in September. Hopefully going to make a few footy games would be a dream come true if he can make it to the granny and I guess see the Eagles win again, which won't happen because they'll meet a brick wall called In Essendon. Melbourne. What? Meet <laughs> <laughs> a brick wall called Tim Kelly, <clears throat> who will then crumble and go to them. Uh, glad you're here, Gemma, because we've got an email that actually addresses you. Email from Jason. One of Sean's uh, many put pen onto names. The... <laughs> no, it's, it's a nice email. Don't worry. Oh. Uh, uh, Sean's many pen names. <laughs> He's nice to me. I don't know about you. <laughs> hey, all, it was put onto the pod by Gemma when expressing the need for some off-season footy content. He wanted to mention that the Carlton players may have been in the Mafia. Uh, the former players from the 80s era were friends with Mafia kids, particularly a group of interstate kids, and stayed with families with strong underworld connections. Ooh. So, yeah. Carlton Football Club in the 80s, maybe also the Mafia, which is funny and scary. Yeah. I feel like we knew that though, didn't we? Yeah, like yeah. we we did. dabbled in that conspiracy <clears throat> the other, not the other week. The last episode I think we did of twenty. No, the last episode I did of twenty eighteen, <laughs> a long time ago. Yeah, so long um, ago. So we spoke about the conspiracy theory that Mick Malthouse got sent to Carlton as a sleeper agent <laughs> and sink their team. Hundred percent. Jason has put together an insane list of events that actually means that Daisy Thomas was crucial in. The 2018 grand final loss. Yeah, this is amazing. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang yeah, on. Yeah, this so is amazing. Daisy Thomas, former Collingwood player, due to his trade to Carlton, or signing on as a free agent, has cost Collingwood that game. He was he was a triple-double agent. Yes. So uh, I'll just explain. This is amazing. So yeah, Jason has gone into detail about that. So Dale Thomas, Collingwood, signed with Carlton as a free agent. Collingwood received picks 11 in 2013 as a free agency compensation. Collingwood sent picks 11, 31, and 49 in the 2013 draft to West Coast in returns for picks 6 and 44. Collingwood drafted Matt Scharenberg and Aliyah Aliyah, who was traded to Sydney for Jesse White. Oh, oh my God. Oh. It gets better. West Coast drafted Dom Sheed, Malcolm... Oh. <laughs> 
West Coast drafted Dom Sheed with a pick six. Collingwood played West Coast in the 2018 Grand Final. Dom Sheed kicked the oh winning goal God. after Collingwood were in the lead for the entirety of the game. But there's and an- Sharon Berg was out of the Grand Final injured in a loss versus Richmond in round 19 after starting as a key backman for 16 of the 19 games. So probably would have been playing in the back line to try to intercept Dom Sheed. Dom yep. Sheed. There's another Fuck. bit with the Josh Kennedy thing because of Daisy Thomas going to Carlton, something about the Josh Kennedy trade having an impact on it as well, if there's like a longer version of it too. Jesus. It's very funny. It's I love that Collingwood... Trying to bring down Carlton <laughs> only brought themselves down. Oh, they did bring down Carlton too, though. They did, but but there was collateral damage. Yeah. It was it was a premiership. So Sheed basically got to West Coast as a direct result of pick swapping with Collingwood. Yes, due to a result of Daisy Thomas going to Carlton, and out of that, West Coast got a premiership, and Collingwood got Jesse White. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have one good game and then eight bad ones? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I'm just glad we got a leer out of that. Yeah, you won too. <laughs> my god, and we all won because Collingwood lost. <laughs> all right, now we got an email from Jomo. Jomo, J O M O, Jomo, Jomo. That is an amazing name, boys. With the football season so far away and the Australian cricket team not good enough to really interest me. I've been left getting into American football, where my mighty Saints are doing so well that I've almost forgotten how bad the AFL season was for us. As the NFL season is wrapping up, I found my way back onto afl.com.au articles to read some of the crap from the off-season training, some of the crap from the off-season training and the like. They post an article on club membership drives with two main takeaways. The Crows, being the terrible people that they are, have added email list subscribers to their membership tally, so it dwarfs almost everyone else just build. Just building on their reputation. Sorry, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. You look like you knew this. Yeah. So, well, well, well. Clarify, Adelaide. If you just subscribe to their newsletter, they yeah. count you in their membership tally. Yeah. Yes. Oh, Gil. Like, like no. When, it's like when people sign their pets up. Well, no, but no, but they're actually paying That's for even a pet better, membership because their pets are actually a member. This is just people subscribing to a mailing list. Yeah, and they count that as a membership. Yep, I could use Adelaide's Footy Club's free Wi-Fi and probably, <laughs> probably, yeah, end up being probably. counted as a member. This is a disgrace. I'd burn my phone immediately <laughs> and move to Japan. What the? F- <laughs> is Stephen Trigger still running that club? Probably. Ah. It's a gentleman's handshake. You sign up for an email address, and as part of that, you're included. That's bullshit. Do you know what I love too? If you count as a member, you should get into games, though. Right. I'll show them my newsletter at the fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on your mailing list. Can I go to this ga- this showdown? Just waving an email in the air. <laughs> I'm on your membership list. <laughs> this is a disgrace. I'm going to sign my cats up as members. Fucking bring them to the footy. Fuck, I hate Adelaide. Well, you're not going to like the rest of this email. Oh, oh no. Additionally, Dane Beams just looks right in a Collingwood jumper. Sorry, Sean. He does, being a fuckhead. <laughs> well, you've changed your tune. Yep. 2019. War on Collingwood. New New Year, New You. Yep. Just wants his friends back. He's going to have to work hard. <laughs> like Dane Beams. <laughs> Which leads me to ask, who else suits a different jumper? I personally find Jake Stringer is similar in that the bomber strip just works for him very well, as the dirty teams seem to match the characters of both of these players. I'm not sorry, Dusha. Ouch. Anyway, love the show. Cheers, Jomo. 
First of all, fuck off, Jomo. Second of all, I agree. Jake String <laughs> looks great in that strip. I'm trying to think who looks good in it. Buddy. Yeah, buddy. Mm. Yeah, buddy, buddy looks great in the. Nah, he looks. Buddy so looks better. good in both. Nah, okay. No one looks good in the Hawthorne jersey. Let's just Except- establish that right now. <laughs> no, see, I think the buddy looks. He looks real thick in the Sydney jersey. He like, looks, he's got a weird body. You also realise that he's a lot older and therefore your body changes, right? No. What? My body's been the same since I was 10. I'm a test tube, baby. <laughs> You're something. <laughs> Do you mean fuck with? Is that what you meant to say? Yeah, yeah, that's what I said. Um, Buddy. Yeah. I tell you, actually, to be fair, Stephen May looks a lot better in a Melbourne jumper than he does mm. in a Gold Coast I jumper. I think anyone would, though. Jake Lever. Mm, yep. Dylan Shear looks great in an Essendon jersey. No, nah, I think he looks better in a yeah, I reckon, orange. I reckon, yeah. Lockie Neal looks terrific in a Brisbane jumper. Yeah, the Brisbane jumper is nice. <coughs> Thank you, Dangerfield. We got looks emails saying good that in a Geelong jumper. Mm. We got yeah. emails saying that the Brisbane jersey is disgusting. Looks like pajamas. They don't know what the fuck they're talking I about. I like the Brisbane jersey a lot. Yeah, the worst one is clearly Gold Coast. Like by. A yeah. mile. It's gross. It makes them all look like they're made of plastic, which is an interesting look. Mm. It'll be interesting to see what um, Wingard looks like in a Hawthorne jumper. He won't be able to wear long sleeves. <laughs> nah, fuck fair. He'll look like shit. Actually, Ryan Burton will look great in port. He will, because it'll be black. It'll look sleek. Oh. Like Jack Watts looks good in a port jersey, even though he can't do anything else in his life. Play mm. football. Yeah. Yeah, true. Be respectful to women. Yeah, true. They should delist him. But anyway... Um, I'm trying to think of like any other players that change clubs that probably looked. Oh, um, Plugger looked better, better in, in a Swans Sydney, jumper yes. than he did in a Saints jumper. Absolutely, hundred percent. I reckon um, Jesse Hogan looks really good in the Frio strip. The Frio strip is really nice, though. Most people yeah, look good in it's it. the only good thing about that team. They have a good team. They just have a shit coach and a terrible club culture and a terrible game plan. It's improving. Peter Bell's there, but. I reckon they're just wanting to destroy the coach. They got a good list. Look at destroy that. Destroy the coach. Let Brett Kirk take over. No, he's at Sydney. Don't, don't let him leave. Wait, didn't he? Did he, he come back, back to Sydney? To Sydney, Sydney yeah. yeah. There you go. All they fix Zach Jones. Make him live with Brett Kirk. He'll butter him back to like a normal. Yeah, that's person. not. A, that's a pretty good call. I, I I honestly can't think of other jumpers. I'm trying to think of Geelong players who've like swapped jumpers. Uh, I haven't seen Gary Rowan in one yet, and I haven't seen Dalhouse in one yet. I've seen Dalhouse. That looks. That's there's like a really popular picture of him in a Geelong jumper. Already. Yeah, kicking that ball. He yeah. looks all right. He looks interested oh. in the game. Yeah, good. Yeah, he fucking would want to be. Mm. Unfortunately, no one else in the Geelong jumpers looks <laughs> interested. It's like Harry Taylor's promo thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I think the... that's just his face. No, that yeah. is his face. He's <laughs> he's standing there thinking about the next time he meets Josh Jenkins, hoping <laughs> he's eaten something fucking weird again so he can give it to him again. So like, oh. I really hope he eats some of that Romaine lettuce that got banned in America. I love giving people lettuce. He's, he's got that vacant look like, do I have milk in the fridge? <laughs> he's apparently just a weird unit and he just looks like a weird unit. But I love him because he's a nice bloke. Yeah, yeah, good on him. He used to wear zinc in every game. Yeah, good. Cares about his skin. Love it. Middle of winter. Yeah. <laughs> At Eddie had under the roof. The sun's harsh in Geelong. <laughs> it's a routine. Oh, I love it. See if I got any more emails to uh, end the show on. Shane Mumford looks better in a GWS jersey than a Sydney jersey. Look good in a Geelong jersey. Didn't play well at Geelong, though. It's a premiership at Sydney. I ate a lot of sausages. A lot of sausages. <laughs> was it 11, 13? 18. 18. 18, sorry. It is a shitload. It's too It's many. almost the same amount of blank. 
Redacted. Redacted. <laughs> yeah. All right. And a final email. And this is just a nice, a nice way to ease us back into 2019. Just got an email from James, a Swans fan. He just wanted to email, just email us to let us know how much he enjoys listening to the podcast. It's one of the highlights of the week because he lives in New South Wales and there isn't that many AFL fans around. And as a Christmas present to himself, he bought a How Goods footy t-shirt and he included a photo. Oh, legend. What a legend. With a guitar. With a guitar. <laughs> yeah, it's a guitar. Wasn't sure if it was a basic guitar. It's a guitar. Champion. Yeah. Isn't a basic guitar? Yeah, but they're not the same instrument. I know that. The instrument's irrelevant, Tom. He's wearing a How Goods footy t-shirt. Do you know t-shirt. what isn't irrelevant? James and his t-shirt. Thank you so much, James. Fuck yeah, James. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. And if you need any more AFL content, just let us know. Tweet us. Yeah. And uh, speaking of tweeting us, Tom, where can people find us if they'd like to email us? If they'd like to email us? Yes. They can find us at... I almost gave out my personal email. They can find <laughs> us at howgoodsfooty at gmail.com or they can tweet us at howgoodsfooty or individually, I'm at awkward I'm at sidekick of Dowie. I'm at douche13. And Gemma? GL Bastiani. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. All right. And uh, welcome back. We're back. The hiatus is over. AFL is back in a big way, kind of. Less than a month. Less than a month. Less than a month. AFLW is just around the corner, and that's very exciting. <sighs> oh. Go Lions. Oh. Go Cats for the first time. Melbourne. 2019, I think. <laughs> on the flag. Just don't even worry about it. Dylan Sheely, you fucking good in a stripe to listen to what anyone else said. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.